I'm sorry, we do not have time for an intro today. There is just too much going on. We got another episode of Monday Madness, aptly named Madness this month, because what the hell is going on? I've been working on the script for this all morning, this podcast, and you know it started, I was reporting that oil was down to 10.50 a barrel, then oil fell lower to 8, and it keeps plummeting, and I'm watching it, it falls from 3, it's now at 2.77, it's 11.38 a.m., mountain time, 4.20, what, it's falling more, we're at 2.63, $2.63 a barrel. Now normally, 4.20 is a good day for stoners worldwide to rejoice and get high, But the only thing it seems not getting high today are these prices. Not only are these spreads insane, but the WTI oil, the standard is plummeting. I don't understand what's going on. Well, no, I do understand what's going on. Let's slow it down. Take a step back, right? It's easy to get worked up about this. I mean, hell, I'm doing it right now. I probably had just a little bit too much coffee before this episode was recorded. But this is not exactly a surprise. The magnitude may be. The trend... Not so much. Coming into this weekend, uh, I think it was about Saturday, uh, my boss made it aware to me that, you know, futures prices, futures contracts will be ending next week for May. So uh, make sure to look at what happens on Monday. It's likely it will trend downward. And if it trends downward, be familiar with futures contracts and how they work and be able to explain it on the podcast. And I said, okay, of course. And I went through the weekend. You know, it was E-Days at Mines, Engineering Days, had a good time. Oil wasn't doing great, but it wasn't $4 a barrel. It wasn't $3 a barrel. Things were better. Did a keg race virtually, of course, and celebrated E-Days and the end of the college career coming up. But when I woke up this morning to write my script for Monday Madness, I just did not expect how low these prices would fall. So, to kind of explain why, we're going to get into some background information. I'd like to highlight a little bit of background information for you guys to make sure we're all on the same page, because this is stuff I learned rather recently in an effort to be able to explain the fall today, although, like I said, I did not know how far it would fall. The word of the day is futures. That's right, futures with an S. Futures contracts exist for most commodities worldwide, including things like food, metal, and energy. Of course, we're going to be focusing more on the energy aspect, specifically oil prices. What a futures contract does is guarantee a future price for a commodity. So, let's say I'm a farmer that sells wheat. I can secure a contract for a certain price per bushel of this wheat to fix the selling price to a constant point that I am prepared for come harvesting time. If I secure a futures contract as a seller and the price goes down, I've made money as I am now selling at a contract price higher than what the market values my commodity. If I secure a futures contract as a seller and the price goes up, I'm kicking myself in the foot because I just lost some money and the buyer's gotten a great deal compared to the market evaluation of my commodity. Now, futures contracts are typically pretty good for producers in the sense that it allows them to limit the risk in the case of a price drop, such as this severe one today, and it allows companies to make better production plans. Unfortunately, oil prices have been so low lately that the futures contracts have also trended lower. That brings us to today, April 20th, 2020. On Tuesday, the May contract will expire, forcing people to choose whether or not they want to take the current contract at a measly $11.66 per barrel. Now, hold up just a second. Um, This was recorded about an hour ago. I'm now editing it. 
futures pricing has fallen to under $1 a barrel in May, and oil did touch one cent a barrel. So contract expires tomorrow, and uh, we'll go to June contract, which is hovering around $22 a barrel right now. Just a note, that's the most recent I have, and it's probably projected to change, so I'll try not to edit this anymore. Back to the podcast which is down a little more than 43%. And now that was something I wrote this morning. So measly 1166 isn't looking too bad when I can buy a a beer for a higher price that I can buy a barrel of oil right now. So this means we have achieved a record low day in both pricing and percentage change since the beginning of the contract's inception in 1983 as WTI fell to, well, I had it as 1055 this morning, but it is now, let me check. It's already fallen lower since when I started the podcast. We are at $2 per barrel of oil. Prices are collapsing. Western Canadian Select has fallen to negative zero, or I'm sorry, negative seven cents per barrel, and now makes more money for them to pay you to take the oil. It, oh, it, it, and it reached, it, yeah, it's reached a breaching point. Western Canadian Select now down to $1.04 a barrel, negative. WTI at positive $1.06 a barrel. These are crazy times. What is going on? What is going on? I'm sorry. Back to, back to our content. Um, the June contract is more actively traded at this point and stands at $22.29 a barrel, which is down about 11%. This is bad news for producers, as this is clearly a terrible pricing point for business. Although, it is much better now than the $1.68 that you could buy. It is likely that investors will be the only people trading at these extreme prices in an attempt to buy loads of this commodity in the contango environment as they wait for prices to rebound. The U.S. oil fund ETF saw a record $552 million come in on Friday alone, taking inflows last week to a total of $1.6 billion. So it's good to see that some people are trading. But even so, These future contracts illustrate a point we've been talking about for weeks now on the podcast, as I'm sure you're familiar with. Say it with me, storage. Storage is at capacity, and there's nowhere to put this oil. We're swimming in it. We are way too oversupplied, and it's all thanks to COVID-19, along with gross overproduction worldwide. As soon as these retail investors stop buying the crude, storage is screwed. I mean, all these contracts are just pieces of paper representing warehouses and boats full of oil. The existing oil is already filling capacity, and if producers continue pumping out oil from their reservoirs, we're, we're going to be stuck at these low pricing ranges for way too long. Hopefully not in the range of $1, or sorry Canada, negative $1, but uh, there's too much oil. Not enough storage, not enough demand. We need to seriously reevaluate what's going on if we don't want the market to collapse. Oh boy. And right now you might be a little bit confused as to why WTI's taken such a hit as compared to Brent crude oil. Now, despite the fact that it's an international comparison, you know, two very different markets, WTI trading on American soil and Brent being a representative across the pond, Brent has the advantage of being a little bit more mobile. It's right on the coast. It's ready to move. WTI is what you would consider landlocked. It's stuck in Texas, right in the center, and you have to mobilize it by pipeline before you get it to something, some sort of container, some sort of vehicle that can move it elsewhere. So that's the advantage that Brent has, and uh, that's why the spread is 
priced so differently right now. That's why we're seeing, well, let me check again, $1.28. I'm sorry, just updated. $1.21 for WTI crude and $26.27 for Brent crude oil. Now, to add to the chaos, we also have a metric boatload several metric boatloads of Saudi oil coming into the U.S. We've got a fleet of oil tankers loaded with Saudi oil on its way because right before the OPEC agreement, Saudi decided to ship a bunch of oil all over the world. Shipments have soared from an average 366,000 barrels per day in February to 829,000 barrels per day in March to 1.46 million barrels per day in those last two weeks of April. In the first two weeks of April, I'm sorry. To 1.46 million barrels per day in these first two weeks of April. Saudi Arabia is denying claims that they did this on purpose and that they knew what was going to happen. But it seems rather strange that the, the meeting was rescheduled. I think it gave them about four days to conduct a little bit more business. And now we have a ton of oil coming into the United States where we don't even have places to store it. So these... You know, when I said it's only going to get worse before it gets better, I didn't expect oil prices to fall into the $1 range. I didn't expect Canada to be valued in the negative range. This is insane. Um, I don't know what's going to come next. Keep tuned into Rare Petro Media here. I mean, subscribe to our news pulses for sure. We'll keep you in the know. We've got a new periodical coming out soon, uh, in-house employees. Or it's very hard to research and write that. That's going to be a great read, so you want to be ready for that. And also, this podcast is going to be pushing out some new content, including some industry leader spotlight interviews. So we're going to have lots of experts, lots of very smart people giving their takes, what they think is going to happen. And uh, I, think, I think at this point, information is one of the most valuable things we have. So, oh boy, keep your heads up. Stay working in this as long as you can, but... Things are looking tough, and we'll be going through this together. But until I see you next time, take care, friends. <laughs>